And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast, on a Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas, family, friends. You got all the presents that you wanted. Your football team won. Seahawks lost to the Bears on Sunday. We are spiraling to the bottom, but my Christmas was well. My family in town, we uh, rented a house actually down here just south of uh, Ponte Vedra, where I live, of course, and rented a house right on the beach. Wow. Incredible place, incredible weather right now here in Northeast Florida, mid-70s, light breeze. You're into that kind of thing. I know winter is hitting in much of the United States right now. And you're looking for a little bit of a relief. Golf, feed it to me. The snow's going to melt. The ice is going to go away. And we're going to be playing golf again as the spring season hits. It's not that far away, folks. I know the winter is here and it can get a little bit long. It can get a little bit dark and dreary and those kinds of things. But there's things that you can do to get your golf game prepared for 2022. Now, so let me put a little light on golf and a little bit of light on perhaps some things that maybe you could be doing right now as you look ahead to next season, as you assess your game, as you think about, you know, I really need to do something in this part of my game, my driver, my irons, my short game, my putter. I'm going to talk about today the five training programs that I have and why I design them and perhaps do they apply to you? Because I think, and hear me out on this as we head into the new year, I think that the golfer today, 85% of you out there will not show up on a private lesson. You are not going to go take a lesson from your head pro from your director of instruction, from an assistant pro, whoever, you're not going to show up. There's a lot of reasons why, time, investment, kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Intimidation, I just don't want to, I'll figure it out myself. There's a lot there. But yet golf has the most available instruction videos. There's something in the male gene that tells us that, we can help our buddies. We can help our wife. There's so much instruction and information that is out there. All you got to do is go to Google and type in golf instruction and you will be flooded. You will be inundated with a ton of stuff. Some of it good, some of it not so good. So 85% will not show up on the lesson tee, but yet they want to get better. Everybody wants to move the needle the right way and get better in the game of golf. No one's going out there and saying, you know what? I really enjoy shooting 109. I really enjoy knocking the ball out of bounds seven times around with my driver to the right. I really enjoy hitting a foot behind it. No one says that. Everybody has strengths. Everybody has weaknesses. What are those opportunities and how do we improve? But yet 85% are not going to show up on the lesson team, but they want it. It's out there. They're consuming it. Thousands of views, impressions. So how do you get to those people? How do you move the needle a little bit 
of those 85%. And this is where you get creative. This is where you start doing different things where you want to give people great information, but you want to give it some context too. And that's where these training programs, and that's why I designed them, is to help the 85%. They are affordable. They are non-intimidating. You can do them on your own time. You can go through them step-by-step right there in your basement, in your garage, out in the front lawn, whatever you want to do. It's right there. It overcomes all of the barriers that I mentioned. You can watch the first video, consume it, get it down. Second video, consume it, get it down. Third video, consume it, get it down. Step-by-step, process-oriented. That's why I design the training programs. And as you go through the training programs and you want a little feedback and you want to, hey, am I doing this right? I'm still kind of doing this a little bit. Well, that's where you video it and send it in, online lesson. Again, you don't have to go show up on the lesson tee. You don't have to pay that premium price to do it. Everything is right there, packaged, and you can do it at your own pace and within the financial investment and time that you want to put forth. But you got to do something right? You got to do something. You need context in this game. You need a little bit of structure. You need to be able to start here and come out here at the end. And and as you go through that and in the context of that, what applies to me? It's like taking an online course. So allow me to give you some bits and pieces here to think about. On an educational Monday, as you look ahead to 2022, why you need to do some training at home with one of these training programs, if not all of them. We start with total driving. Total driving. The total driving program. I came out with this like two years ago, and it's been copied since, and I won't mention their names. But I I put this program together, 10 short videos, starting with the setup, Video two, swing shape. Video three, um, lower body movements, how to turn the lower body. Video four, upper body. Video five, backswing checkpoints. You can see how I'm giving the backswing some, some life here, some breath here, because I think the backswing with the setup has a lot of value in the golf swing, in particularly the driver. The setup with the driver, video number one, is probably the most important video of the entire series because it takes you through the pitfalls that you have to overcome with the forward ball position. When you move the ball forward in your stance with the driver, you cannot turn and face it. Right-handed player, turn your chest to the left and face that forward ball position. You are now aiming way left. And why in the world would you want to aim left with your driver unless you're just going to go ahead and play your big slice? So the reality is with the driver, the ball's forward. We tilt the spine away for the right-handed player to the right. And then for so many, you have to turn the chest a little to the right. You got to turn your chest and kind of feel like you're almost a little bit closed. I say it all the time. I would rather have most amateurs probably what feels like five to eight yards closed, most, not all, but I'd rather have you five to eight yards closed than one to two open. 
I feel comfortable staying that for most. Most of you aim left. Most of you swing down too steep. And most of you uh, are, are coming down on it in that steep angle with the face open. And of course, we get those high spinners. Some of you might pull it. And some of you are good drivers of the golf balls as you listen to this podcast today. And you're like, yeah, that's what I do. I'd address this exactly what I do. In fact, when I go to video two and swing shape, yeah, it feels more around my body. It feels like the club is a bit more merry-go-round versus Ferris wheel. Video three is really interesting where you start talking about that lower body and the change of knee flex. You've heard me talk about it, but it's a really good video that just completely exhausts how it works, how to get the glutes engaged, how to use the legs. Then you take it to video four and you take it up the chain, spine extension. I have so much success teaching people video three, video four, lower body, upper body, putting those two together and winding them up, lengthening out the driver swing, which is absolutely important, especially as you get older, especially as you lose range of motion. Critical. Video five just gives you those checkpoints. Gives you the feel of how the club kind of starts out in front, then around. It's interesting. Like, yes, marrow go round, but it doesn't mean that you just suck the club head inside. There's a shape. There's a, a sequence, if you will, of the club head for so many feeling like it's a little out in front and then around. It's not in behind the hands early and then up. I think that really cleans up that stuff. And, and I think... When you pair that together with a really good setup and a really good turn, wow, things are shaped to the top of the swing. Now, from there, as you get into the rest of the program, now we can start bringing it down from the inside. Now we can get the club head to work back behind the hands in transition. There's a weight shift. There's rotation. We're blending that in with the side bend and the spine to the right. That's what you're kind of looking at with the teacher is as the Shaft starts to, to shallow out and the club head starts to get in behind the hands coming down. And that's what you want for most. Now, if you are one that is hitting a lot of blocks and hooks, stay with me because we'll get to operation drip fade here in a minute. But most of you are coming down too steep. You have a lot of extension in the lead wrist. The shaft's vertical. So you need to feel some flexion in the lead wrist, get the club head behind the hands. And as that happens, there's a weight shift. There's rotation in the body, but there's some side bend to the right. And as you turn and hit it with a little side bend to the right, then the spine goes back into extension again. And we kind of work through that sequence. Some of you might be too lateral. You might have too much weight shift in the lower. You hang back with the spine. We need a little more of a, maybe perhaps a drip fade feel. Some of you may have no weight shift and you just kind of rotate the upper from the top. You get out ahead of it. Club comes down steep and the path working to the left. We need a little more baby draw feel. So you can see the next two programs kind of speak to specifically operation baby draw, operation drip fade. Those two very specific to fix some of those patterns where the total driving is going to give you 100% about the driver, then maybe mix in a little bit of one or the other. And for most of you, the driver needs to be paired up with Operation Baby Draw. That's what I have found. 
And we've had a lot of success doing that. So as you shift and you rotate and the head's behind it and you're extending through the spine, we take that to the full finish. Total driving has been proven time and time again. I reshot it for those of you who purchased it in the Skillist app, say a year or two ago, I've reshot it. I've updated it. I think it's in even a better place now as part of this new bundle that'll be launched on my new website in January. We take it to video, or excuse me, we take it to program number two, Operation Baby Drop. Number one training program, Operation Baby Drop. Why did I design that program? Well, you start looking at you start looking at the most common issues that I've seen in 22 years. Most common issues would a amateur air too steep or too shallow? Too steep. Would an amateur air swing in too much out to in or too much in to out? Out to in. Would an amateur air with the club face too open or too closed? Too open. There's all kinds of other little things that kind of lead to all of this, but you kind of package all that up and you create a program that can clean all that up. That can take an amateur and get them to swing shallower. That can get them to swing more from the inside. That can get them to hit golf balls with more of a closed face. That's where Operation Baby Draw comes from. So it starts with the setup. We talk about the grip, the importance of the grip, posture, alignment, ball position. I get a lot of pushback on the ball position. This ball position in Operation Baby Draw is designed for a draw. Is it for everybody? No. But it's for those who are struggling with one, if not all the things that I just mentioned. So you go through that. Video one, two, three, very thorough, very thorough. Then we get into video four, the most important video, club face angle club face angle. How do I take that grip? How do I keep the face square halfway back? How do I keep it square at the top, if not a little closed? When you take it to the top of the swing, if you video yourself from the target line, what does the club face look like? Is the club face looking kind of up towards the sky? Or is the toe hanging straight down? I find myself closing more club faces earlier in the swing than I do opening it. Now, not everybody. If you are someone who hits a lot of blocks and hooks, we're getting to you in Operation Drip Fade. But for Operation Baby Draw, I'm trying to get that face shut earlier. And you can do so much of that with the grip and the wrist angle combination going back to the top. We get into that thoroughly. I mean, thoroughly in video four. Then it gets into some hand path and lead arm depth. How do I get my hand path working a little more in and around me, managing the club head with it, keeping the club head halfway back, a little out in front of the hands. Allowing your hands to travel in with your turn doesn't mean, again, you suck the club head way inside. You see how I'm very conscious of this club head getting in behind the hands early fingernails on the chalkboard. Be careful with that. So the club head is staying a little out in front of the hands as the hands come in, as the lead arm works around, as we get the club face more shut. As we do that, we then get into the next video, which is again, talking about how to turn 
lower body, upper body. And again, the backswing prepared, <laughs> we're in a great spot now to shallow it out. I talk a lot about external rotation in the right shoulder. I talk about a lot about the condition of the left wrist, how to flex the left wrist versus extend the left wrist, how the club shaft's going to pitch behind and the face is going to be shut. And then from there, how we turn and hit it. Some good drills, uh, visualization in there with clubs on the ground that's going to help you with that. This is not rocket science stuff. It just needs to be put in order. It just needs to have context. That's the key. You got to have context. Start here in here. And I take the time to do that through these 10 video series. And as we kind of start coming down, Operation Baby Draws, we get into the next video. Video eight, we start talking about impact. We start doing these low to high drills, which are great to feel how the body uses the ground. Weight left, turning, pushing up, spine extending, club heads coming from the inside, low, and then kind of up around to high, like an overhand in tennis. Low to high, one of my favorite drills in golf. It fits beautifully in Operation Baby Drop because that's the sensation that so many of you have never felt before and that you, you need to start feeling because of the job and the preparation that you've put in the club face and the pitch of the shaft and all of those things that are now prepared prepared you to go ahead and turn and hit it and recruit more low to high. So it all kind of comes together. And then as you do that, the club wants to exit around kind of more or up and around the left shoulder, maybe a little higher exit for most than you felt before. And it takes you to the full finish. And it's like this, it's just this trickle down effect. I've had a lot of success in Operation Baby Draw before we get to drip fade. I've had a lot of success with players where they'll give me feedback. Okay, I did the, I did the setup. I did the club face. I got the turn and some depth in my backswing. And as I did that, yeah, I started hitting some poles early, but it felt good because the face was so good. But then I just kind of started, you know, look, I don't want to pull it anymore. I want to just get the path of working more to the right. I'm going to try to start the ball more to the right. And all of a sudden, things started to fall in place. So it's just this trickle down, this trickle down. There's a method to the madness here. What I always say, in my business, right? Travis Fulton Golf, great info, right order. I have spent time on both of these statements. I've spent a lot of time on what is the info I'm giving you and what is the order that I'm putting it in. My job is to do both. The second one, there's a lot of great information out there. You can go piecemeal and you can go do your thing on YouTube, but, 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 right? But that order is where these training programs excel. Okay, that's where these training programs excel. Great info, right order. Operation Drip Fade, of course, the third program just kind of spins off of this. It's like, well, that's great and all for those who are struggling steep and struggling slicing it. Operation Baby Draw gets them moving in the right direction. And then there's the other side of it, like there's probably, I don't know, 15%, 20% that well, I don't do that. I hit a lot of blocks and I hit a lot of hooks. I need to learn how to fade it. Well, we go through the same sequence, right? Starting with the setup. 
starting with the grip, posture, alignment, ball position. Ball position a little bit different because now we're going to move the ball a bit more forward relative to Operation Baby Draw. The more you move the ball up, okay, the more it's going to encourage that path to work a little bit more to the left, generally speaking. So if you play the ball back, it's going to encourage the path to work more from the inside. So it's a little different in ball position as we move it up. And as we kind of look at this club face preparation, I don't want to see the face here, uh, you know, overly shut, right? I, I want to get that club face more in this square fashion. So oftentimes when I see players struggling with this push hook, I'll see some very strong grips in particularly the right hand for a right-handed player. I'll see this right hand like way under. So we spent a lot of time on, you know, making sure that the grip kind of runs diagonal in the lead hand and that the left hand's not too strong. And the right hand particularly covers up that left thumb. I don't want that right hand way under. I don't want that club face getting excessively closed halfway back. I want that toe just slightly down. And then I want to get that face running pretty square. Slightly, slightly closed is fine. Like you can, most of these guys that faded, still have the face a little shut at the top, but they, they have the ability to really rotate and open up. You think of DJ, you think of Brooks, right? They can really open up and the face is not open. We're not going to fade the ball. It's an important statement here. We are not going to hit the drip fade as a function of an open face. Okay. We don't try to keep the face open per se. That's when we hit wipes. We're going to hit fades as a function of the path working a little left of the face. Okay. So getting the face square or maybe slightly shut, slightly. Again, a little flexion in the lead wrist. Now we're ready to come down and rotate and get this path to the left. And this is where you're going to really teach this player with the ball more forward to get more rotational through the impact zone with less side bend to the right. And this is where the teachings in drip fade become a little bit different than the teachings in operation baby draw In operation baby draw. I spent a lot of time on making sure the weight is moving left. There's some lateral there. There's some side bend there. That club heads pitched behind. In operation drip fade, yes, some lateral, but I'm going to really coach you up on rotational, and I'm going to really coach you up on how the spine covers it more, how the lead shoulder is working more down and back, opening up, so the club can come in and exit lower left. Okay, and I've got, again, some things on the ground that are going to help us with that. So it's a little different as you start working through the zone, it's a little different in the preparation of things going back. There are some similarities, but you're going to hear differences in how I coach it up in particularly coming down the rotational face, covering it, getting the club to turn the corner and exit more to the left. So the path is slightly left of the face. We're not going to be hanging on. We're not going to be hitting wipes. We're going to be hitting power fades. There's a difference. You fade it through the path, not through the face. That's a big topic. I don't want to get too much into the woods there. 
but hopefully it makes sense on how I talked about preparing the face, but then what we're going to do to cover it, what we're going to do to rotate and exit to the left, how the ball position plays into that. Good program, really is. I love taking people. I'm ex- here's, what I'm, here's what I'm really excited about in the 2022. I love taking people in these programs and they say to me out of the gate, right? They buy the bundle or one of the membership options and they like, look, I hit a lot of slices. I, you know, I am, I'm steep, you know, all the, the typical things that I hear that I mentioned. And I'm like, okay, we're going to start with operation baby draw and we're going to do total driving with it. Okay. And then as you go through that, if we can get you hitting some pushes and draws, that'd be great. So like two, three months, four months, maybe eight months, whatever. Down the road, they're like, wow, now I'm hitting some hooks. I'm playing much better, but my miss is a little bit of a hook. So now we sprinkle a little bit of drip fade, and then they can start to bring that and tame that down a little bit. Some people start with me, and they're just hitting nothing but hooks. So we got to get them into drip fade right away. And then they kind of learn how to do that, and then we kind of facilitate it from there. The driver fits in there with the uh, curve bias one way or another with the operation family, the operation baby drop, the operation drip fade. The combination of, of those three is fantastic. I'm telling you, fantastic. I'm speaking to you, 85%. Fourth program, got to get around the greens. Strokes gain around the green. I reshot this one too. This was in the skill sap. I liked it. I love the new one. Stroke scan around the green. This new one is fantastic. Learn how to hit it low. Learn how to hit it medium trajectory. Learn how to hit it higher. You've got to learn to slow the ball speed down around the greens. Okay. When I say that statement, there's a lot of you right now that when you hear that, you're like, okay, that's interesting because when I hit these shots, it comes off fast, comes out hot. I feel like, I need to do something to slow it down. We want ball speed in the full swing. Hey, total driving. It's like, we're going to crank that. We're going to crank that ball speed all about it. But around the greens, we've got to slow it down a little bit, even starting with chipping the bump and run, you know, just that approach of, of chipping and, and being conservative with shaft lean. So we can cover it a little bit better with our spine. What's interesting with the spine is that, and I get this feedback, and this is a big learning curve for so many is that as we get closer to the golf ball, as we get closer, excuse me, as we get closer to the green, okay. As we get closer to the green in the short game, that spine angle starts to become more neutral. We don't need that side bend to the right as much. And a lot of that is because of the more conservative shaft lean in the way that I teach some of these shots. A lot of you, when you get around the green, you have a lot of shaft lean, the lead wrist kind of flattens out the leading edge is on the ground. It gets sticky. Even when you hit a good shot, the ball comes off fast. And then you take that and you're like, okay, so leading edge is on the ground. Sometimes I hit it fat. Sometimes I hit a really good shot. Sometimes I hit a good, it comes off super fast and it goes over. So the spine tends to kind of hang to the right. So you, you, you rewire the setup where the shaft's not as forward. The lead wrist has a touch more extension in it. And now you can get a little bit more on top of it with the spine. 
And then from there, the club head hits the ground, the leading edge doesn't dig and you can turn. And now you're managing how the club exits. I spent a lot of time on how the club enters the ground and then how it gets out of the ground. There's times to use the leading edge, but I think generally speaking, when you're teaching short game, you want the leading edge off the ground. Uh, You want the club to get in and then shallow out. And there it is again, shallow, right? Shallowing it out. That's, it applies to the full swing. It's discussed so much, but even in short game, it's about kind of that shallow aspect through the hitting zone. There's a method to the madness of that. Strokes in around the green. We start with the chip video one. We get in some distance control in video two, and then we take it back to my favorite shot, the green side pitch from the collection area and how to use this lead wrist and how the lead wrist is in a bit more extension versus flexion in the short game versus the full swing. That's a real thing. We talk about it with Victor Hovland's coach, Jeff Smith. We talk about it with Dustin Johnson's coach, Alan Terrell, and how they work around that lead wrist. The lead wrist is in a different condition with the short game stuff. We want that flexion in the full swing, a little shaft lean in the leading edge, peeling the divot. We don't want that in short game as much. So the lead wrist can be in a little more extension and, and how we do that with the face a bit more open, utilizing the bounce and what that means to the spine, covering it and rotating to this finished position. Video three and video four in strokes and around the green are cash, absolute cash. Got to have that shot. Then we just start moving it on out, right? Into the toss shots into the lob shots, the bunker shot, green side bunker shot. And what's really cool in strokes in around the green, I think video nine, I take you around into different situations and I, I talk about, okay, here's where we are. Here's a situation. Here's a shot I'm going to hit. And we kind of go through this progression. I think generally speaking, you know, keeping it simple, if I peel it back here, as you get into some of the management stuff in video nine and some really good drills in video 10, you, you start to kind of hear my process. Okay, so if you're a higher handicap, can we chip it? No, we can't chip it. Can you greenside pitch it? No, we can't greenside pitch it. Can we toss it? No, we can't toss it. Well, it means we got to lob it, right? So it's like start low, medium, then high. I think your lower handicaps, the ones that maybe have a little bit better short game, you get more leeway where they can, you know, kind of gravitate into that more medium pitch shot to hit most shots with variation. Talk a lot about the variation of the face angle and the shaft angle, rate of turn, things that go into distance control. I think that better player, it doesn't always apply, like just hit it as low as possible, right? That medium trajectory where you can get the ball up in the air and get a little more friction on the face, then it, you know, you, you can spin it, right? You can, you can have that ball come in, take that hop and check. And, and you, you start to learn how to do that with that green side pitch and what that means to hit that shot and how that ball interacts with that face. So it's like, wow, I can hit that shot. That's a really cool shot for me. I don't want to take the pitching wedge and just hit a bump and run. I want to take my 56. The grooves are clean and hit this little medium trajectory that comes in there and goes, And everybody goes, wow, that's awesome. And then you have the lob shot when you need it, and you can hit your green side bunker shot when you need it. Really good program. Super excited about it. People associate me to, wow, you're a full swing coach. No, I'm not. Got a lot of good short game stuff too, folks. 
stroke scan around the green. Then we take that into the final one, maybe the one I'm the most excited about, the fifth one, the approach wedge play. Excuse me. The approach game, 150 yards on it. Okay, training program number five, approach game, 150 yards on it. So now we go from the 150 and we start bringing it in closer to the green and how that marries up with stroke scan around the green. So you have this complete package of, I know how to hit the little bump and run all the way out to the wedge, 130 yards, whatever. And we start talking about how the approach game comes in. And some of the things that I notice in the approach wedge game, and there's, again, some parallels here with the approach wedge game when you get out there to that 150 yards into some of the other full swing stuff that we've done in the other programs. But it kind of marries up some of the things that I, I, I see that people struggle with in the approach game and then kind of cleaning those things up technically and then how to control those distances and what goes into distance control as we start hitting the nine iron and the pitching wedge and the sand wedge into these greens. And then as eventually we get in closer into that gray area of 70 and 60 and 50 and how that becomes the toss shot. And you're probably wondering, well, what in the world is a toss shot? Toss shot is cool. Toss shot is cool. So it just marries up into the toss, into that gray area. And then, of course, eventually you're getting closer. And, well, that's where the other program comes in. So I've got you covered, folks. I've got you covered with the short game, too. These five training programs, I'm telling you, they are designed, each one of them, 10 videos, okay, 10 videos each. You go through them in order. You take your time. You do it at home. Follow along step by step. Where do you fit in? I'll help you with that. And then if you really want to take it a step further, then you can add an online lesson and you can send me a video of me doing it. And then I can facilitate it with greater depth and context from there. That's my sales pitch to you for your training programs, online lessons. You can buy the training programs individually in the bundle, or you can just become a member. And you're going to want to become a member of TF Golf in 2022. We've got a blue membership. We've got a green membership. Go check it out. TravisHoltonGolf.com backslash membership. And you'll see all kinds of fun stuff that's coming. This is a membership that is unlike any other that's out there. I'll be tying in the gambling piece into the membership, as many of you know. On Tuesday, Stripe, well, Stripe Show podcast is about breaking down next week's tournament. I will be giving you my free picks as well as my team members' free picks. And trust me, my team members are really good at this. So we'll be giving out our weekly free picks. You'll see how that plays. And then Stripe Show podcast exclusives, which will be one-on-one discussion with top coaches and players where we go complete X's and O's breakdown January, our first exclusive for members only is Drew Steckel. Drew, one of the top teachers in the game. A nominal teacher, works with Jason Kokrak, Kevin Knott. We'll be breaking down exactly how he trains those two. Incredible insight, X's and O's. That'll be the first podcast exclusive in January. You'll see all the other stuff that's in there, giveaways, discounts. It's going to be huge, folks. Get in now before the price goes up. I'd love to have you. TravisFultonGolf.com backslash membership. The five training programs, though. That's the beef. That's where I want you this winter. Go check it out. Let me know if you have any questions. Stripe Show Podcast brought to you by Encore Golf.
I'm excited, folks. I'm excited. 2022, going to be a great year for everyone. Let me help you out with your golf game. Have a great week, everybody. Be back tomorrow on the pod. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest Gold-Rated Elixir and Low Compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.